First, let me say that there is no, what's the word I'm looking for? No illusion in my mind, in my heart, that I'm going to be the next American Idol. <laughs> I, I get that. I know what my gifts are and what my weaknesses are. And I am, I am so content to allow the people that sing well to do that and not do it myself in public. But let me give you some context, some context for why I finished this prayer in song. It's a prayer that I say every Sunday, if you haven't caught on, right? It's, it's the way that I prepare entering into the, into the Word. Let me give you context here. So last Sunday, at three, around 3 p.m., I received a call from a very dear friend, from a brother in Christ. And I received this call on a weekly basis about the same time. And my brother calls me, and, 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 and on this particular Sunday, he says, Robert, I have a great idea. He says, when you get to that point in the prayer before you preach, the one that comes out of the Psalms, I want to sing that. And then you can continue. And my brother has the voice of an angel. My brother in Christ, he has the voice of an angel. And if he sings it, it's, you guys are in tears. You're in tears right now because it was screeching in your ears. I get it. I get it. And I tell him, you know what? That is beautiful. I love it. Yes, let's do it. And so he says, when I come back the next time, I'll be sitting in the back, give me the mic beforehand, and when you get to that point, I'm going to sing it. Beautiful plan. Beautiful plan. The brother I'm talking about is my brother, Michael Ramirez, who has found a home in this community, and I want to thank you for that. I've known Michael since I was 15. He was about 10. Diane has known him since, he was, since they were about 8. And when he came over to Alamo Heights with me from Asbury, he says, I don't know if I'm going to fit in. I don't know if they're going to like me. I don't know if, if it's, it's going to be the place where I call home. But he was received from the very first moment with love from Roger Lind. And then from the interactions he had with so many of you, Janice and Steve, he loved you guys. And you guys were as different as night and day. You guys are in different places, but he loved you. Daryl, your dad just, just ministered to Michael in so many ways. And you and, and, and Ryan and Janet ministered to him in so many ways. 
Kat and Laura, he just loved you guys. He loved so many of you guys. Randy, he always talked about how sweet and gentle and loving you were. And so I want to I wanna recognize this body for receiving someone so lovingly. And so Michael called me, like he did all the, all, every Sunday, and, and usually just to tell me what he thought about the service and tell me what was, what was really good and, and tell me what wasn't. And, and he had no qualms telling me, hey, man, you are somewhere over here. Um, but he's, they, he's done that. Him and his sister did that all my life, right? They used to call me Bumper. And so when he called me, he said, Bumper, I want to tell you something. Bumper, Bumper, Bumper. It's a nickname from my, from my youth, and it's because uh, apparently I have a pretty good bumper. <laughs> Nobody else has permission to call me that. And he would call me. And so he was going to come after he had surgery this Friday and sing that song. Michael didn't make it through the surgery. At 1.30 on Friday afternoon, he passed away and entered into the church triumphant. His sister passed less than a year ago. And so now I know they're up in heaven causing all sorts of grief for Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that right, Victor? They're, yeah, they're, they're already separated. I mean, Jesus already put them in different parts of the kingdom. Um, But here's, here's the point. Michael didn't live an easy life. He had a lot of illness, a lot of strife, a lot of difficulties. But in this community, he found love. He found people that loved him for who he was. One of the things that he told me when he came over from Asbury with me to Alamo Heights and he found the love that he found here. Knowing that I'm an itinerant elder in the United Methodist Church, which means that we can be moved from one year to the next. Knowing that, he says, Robert, I want you to know that when that day comes and they, and they call you somewhere else, I want you to know that I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not following you to another place. I found my home. And it's because you poured love into him. The other thing that he told me was, you know, life is really too short to be angry. I don't think he used the word anger, but he, you know what I'm talking about. Life is too short. That we, there is that thing, that idea of righteous anger that should boil up inside of us and should call us to action when we see injustice, when we see inequality, when we see things that are not right, when, when the marginalized, when the weak, when the poor, when the lonely are being abused and hurt. There is righteous anger, and Jesus showed that when he flipped over the money tables in the temple. Because his father's house 
was being turned into a den of thieves. Now, there is a time and a place and a purpose for righteous anger, and I don't want you to think that I'm not saying we don't have to to feel that and, and experience that and be moved by that. Yes, we do. We're called to watch out for those who can't watch out for themselves. I'm talking about the anger that we often feel for someone else that can lead us down a road that's not healthy. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul is calling, the, calling for unity in the body of Christ. Unity and maturity in the body of Christ. Now you have to understand that Paul is writing in Ephesians, not to one church, but in general to all churches. Probably one of the only letters that Paul writes that isn't specific to one location. He's writing to the church in general, and he's calling for unity, for people to understand that they are no longer who they used to be. They're no longer the people they used to be now that they've come to know Jesus Christ. And that's true for us today. When we come to know who Jesus is and receive Jesus and his teachings into our life, we begin to be transformed, to be changed. Paul says, the old is gone and the new has come. We're new creations in Jesus Christ. And so in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul is writing to the church, reminding them that they are no longer who they used to be. And so the old responses are no longer valid. See, the the old response of, of someone like me who grew up in the barrio of San Antonio when you wronged me, when you, when, you, when you did me wrong, when you cut me off on the highway, when you, when you hurt my friends, when you... It's not the same response you get today. The old response is one of anger and bitterness and resentment filled with malice. And Paul is saying that we have to put that away. Because we're transformed. The old response of someone like me is like, what's best for me? Numero uno. What can I get out of this? What do I want? What do I like? What do I need? Paul says that we are one in Christ. That the body is so much more than just one part. Paul calls us to a unity 
that rises above the anger of selfishness. Listen to what Paul says. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Meaning before you get, go to bed, before you go to sleep, make sure you make up, make sure you, you, you deal with that relationship that, that, that's in turmoil because there's no guarantee. And Michael is a, an example of that, that tomorrow will come. We lost another member of our family here in this community as well this weekend. Perry Finger. I don't know how many of you knew Perry. He was at a golf shop. And had a heart attack. Tomorrow might not just come. So make sure you deal with those issues, with those relationships that are hurting. Paul says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your minds, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs. Yeah. I've shared with you what, what my spiritual director told me years ago about, about finding the sacred and the secular and how that trans, trans, uh, came out and, and uh, manifested itself in, in my drive time, right? That I was supposed to find the sacred in my secular drive time because that's where I was really struggling and, and, and sometimes still struggle, especially on 1604 with all the construction and on 410 with all the slow drivers. And, and, and so what I, was, what I was counseled to do was instead of yelling at that person in the car that, that's next to me that cut me off or that, that's going too slow or going too fast or not driving the way I expect them to drive, instead of saying something mean, something unproductive or, or having these bad thoughts come up in my mind, Start to offer them a blessing. And so I asked my, my daughters to, to help keep me accountable. The wrong people to help keep you accountable. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to find the sacred and the secular. Oh, Lord. Paul writes, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. And here's what he says we should do instead. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Be kind and compassionate. Forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Paul 
Paul gives us these rules, these instructions for our new life in Christ Jesus. Because the old has passed and the new has come. And the transformation that occurs, not by our might, not by our strength, not by our power, but by the power of the Holy Spirit flowing in and through us, creates a beautiful being, a child of God, who is no longer a slave to fear. who can be kind and compassionate, especially in a world that is so unkind. Imagine what a revival of kindness and compassion and love and grace would do in our neighborhoods, in our cities, in our states, in our nation. if we would begin to see each other once again as brothers and sisters and not as enemies. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. might not get another chance to say I love you.